0: You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You. the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hello, you guys. Welcome to Project V with Cami Craig. Today, I am recording episode 118 with a dear friend of mine by the name of Ray Gonzalez. He is a wealth manager with over 30 years' experience overseeing a billion-dollar practice, a great leader in his industry, and I must say, as a friend, he has been such a wonderful friend. You've been such a wonderful father from... From um, my my view, Ray, um, you've been such a wonderful person in our community, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being the person that you are. Thank you for overcoming the person that you were, and thank you so much for the future that is, that is inside you to continue to touch the people's lives that come your way. Welcome to Project You with Cami Craig.
1: Thank you, Cami. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So Ray, I just got to sh- shoot from the hip right now. Um, I- I'm sure everyone's like, who in the heck is Ray Gonzalez? We are very candid. We are very awesome on Project U when we bring in guests. And I did describe you and your profession as you oversee a billion dollar practice. What in the world does that look like from your seat?
1: Well, Cammie, uh, again, thank you for having me here. Uh, building uh, a wealth management practice. Um uh, has been one of the most rewarding and at times some of the most uh, challenging uh, moments in my life. You know, when I started in the industry back in 1996, 97 um, and a few years prior to that as an intern, I mean, we really uh, would pick up the phone and call and dial 300 numbers. Cold every, calls. Yeah, every single day. And when they first told me, I started. I started out at a, firm uh, by the name of Payne Weber at the time, which uh, UBS ended up buying them out, that I had to bring in $5 million of investable assets. Cami, uh, mean, I had 20 bucks in my pocket in a car that would break down every other week. So uh, I had no idea how I was going to go get $5 million other than robbing a bank. And <laughs> that was probably not the best idea uh, that I could come up with. So I just called and called every single day. and. You know, my approach was instead of trying to sell something, I would call to introduce myself. This is what I do. Um, And again, I was less than a year in practice. So what could I possibly know in handling wealth when I'm, you know, a rookie, right? So using, leveraging the resources and the people behind the the firm and the people within the firm uh, to be able to bring in clients was one of my uh, approaches. And to this day, I believe that if you surround yourself with wonderful people uh, who are potentially more intelligent than you and you leverage that resource and the resources of the firms that you're you're with or companies that you're with, you can really make a difference in in your life and in other people's lives.
0: I agree. And isn't that the case? Like when, when Steve Jobs talks, he says, I'm not the expert. I'm not the professional in everything that I'm surrounded by. They are. And that makes a great leader, you know, and so that's, that's, I think in the 1%, uh, that's the mindset and, and that's, that's the mindset that people want, but it's very hard to actually acquire and obtain. It takes a lot of hard work. Um, I think we can look back at all the success stories and, you know, even thinking about Michael Jordan and, all the shots that he took, right, that didn't go in were a part of his, was a part of his success. And people don't really digest what you just said about doing all these cold calls only having 20 bucks in the bank, but then you're told to do a $5 million portfolio, right? And then over here, you're supposed to have all these stats, but you have to go through the thick of it. And really that's where we're going to sit down and get raw today is what does the thick of it look like now after 30 years of experience and hiding and masking yourself to be the best entrepreneur that you could be, to be the best wealth manager that you'd be. Um, and, and, and really the best dad at that time, the best husband, but really just falling short everywhere as well. Is that right?
1: That is correct. Um, you know, it's interesting that you use Michael Jordan as an example. I've always used uh, top athletes, even Tom Brady, um, who's won uh, all the Super Bowls. They have had more failures in their lives than successes, but it's the failures that define your character. Uh, you can choose to stay down or you can choose to learn from it. For me, in building this practice and at large practice where I have now quite a few people helping me, and it'll continue to grow and then they'll continue to scale. It comes down to, you know, not only the failures, but it comes down to having the confidence to say, you know, I can overcome this. And, and even Michael Jordan or, or Tom Brady had the best coaches in the world to help them, right? And some of them have the best therapists, the best mental coaches, to get them through those tough moments, right? I can't tell you, Cammy, how many times I've had, you know, therapists and spent time in therapy you know, to help me through these very difficult things in life. Were they easy to be there and and get that coaching and that help? Absolutely not. It was probably some of the most painful uh, mentally and at times physically uh, experience to go through. But I I do think the biggest thing that I I can say from all this is if you make it about people, if you really want to make a difference in people's lives, in whatever profession you're in, it there's some amazing results that happen. Uh, people want to be around people that care and that have true compassion, love, and kindness. I had to develop that because I had none of those.
0: Well, let me cut in real quick, Ray. When you start, and I kind of have to sit in the same seat as you, and at the beginning of your career, you start with ambition. And you start with hustle and you start with nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that right? That's correct.
0: And it's very humbling at, the, at that time. But, and you can chime in on me, but for me, I got caught up in the status and how will I become successful. And it's almost like I, I put that on the highest pedestal. And I forgot about the true authenticity of happiness and joy. Um, and I thought I, over, I overrode that with, with my, my fantasy. You know, and, and then all of a sudden, and this is why I think, you know, God does say surround yourself with the wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and that really, when I think of wise now, I don't think of just, you know, the 80 year old on, on, on the porch, you know, just rocking away. I think of maturity, Mm -hmm. you know, and maturity is experience. And as I have seen through my career of 17 years in my fitness industry, I, now understand that it is about connection the single most important thing is about connection relationship which is the sole point of project you with cami craig and once we we understand that we understand that the status the likes <laughs> the insights all that stuff doesn't matter because really what we are destined to do is help change people's lives mm-hmm. and not only other people's lives right but the the first life and the most important life that needs to be changed is ours. Right. And that's what got lost in, in, on my journey. I thought about everyone else and I didn't want to know the girl that was actually helping others the most.
1: You know, it's, it, it is a self discovery. It's a journey of um, peeling back the layers and understanding who you are so that when you are helping others be successful. It is a true, genuine, and authentic bond. And people will listen because they see it's coming from a good place. That's right. It's not coming from, for me. It's not coming from a place like, I you know, you're going to just be a client, a transaction. And then I go to the next one, a client, a transaction, a client, a transaction. Because I can't really open myself up because I lack self-love. I lack self-awareness. I lack the, in, the ability to really... Um, connect with someone because I really don't know who I am I, other than for me it was like I want to make a lot of money that's right I want, and, I, and when I make a lot of money I want to go and, and travel and buy and live in a big house and have all these great things
0: but that didn't call for happiness I had none I, know. I had an
1: empty feeling and in fact if anything I ended up causing along the way a more disruption for the people closest to me my kids my spouse Uh, um, my family uh, you know, friends Mm -hmm. than I did in um, you know being truly content and have joy in in my heart because I was succeeding in my business I was building it but I was building it kind of uh, with that mask uh, and and lacking that true sincerity you know and and my connections with each client
0: Does this push you and drive you to want to be a better mentor and a better coach to other people along your way because I know that my mentor back then, bless his heart, I love him. I got so much from my mentor. But I look back and when you just put and fixate numbers on a human and say, I need you to get 50 clients, otherwise we're shutting the doors.
1: Right.
0: Okay. I'm he's talking right, girl. I'm the most competitive, most hardworking woman here. Got it. 50.
1: That's you know? exactly what I would do, Ken. That's
0: right. And would, then you would forget about all the other stuff that means more and you're putting them aside, right?
1: Very robotic in my thinking. And when you're robotic in your thinking, it's you lose the ability to connect with someone or you lose the ability to really see what the need is for that person or, or sometimes for a group of people or, or the people that work with you. They see you so robotic. They see that you're going 100 miles an hour and so intense that even the people around you are like, I can't handle this. I went through probably 20 assistants in my 20 30 year career, 30 year career. They couldn't put up with the massive amount of work that I'd give them. I was opening up, at times I'd open up 30, 40 accounts. To your point, hey, this is the number that you need to reach. Great. And just like any athlete or anybody in any field, I think you got to have goals and you got to have numbers you want to reach. But uh, does that, when you do that, are you going to sacrifice literally the other beautiful areas of your life, like the, making the connections, like really caring for people, whether it's your own staff, your own organization, really, truly having a genuine uh, uh, care and love and compassion for it. What I found in this whole journey is that when you... Put the goal in place and let's say you do have to get 50, but the focus is not 50. What it is, is the focus is your people around you and get their feedback and then the people that you currently have. So if you want 50 new clients, I would make it about the current people you have now Mm -hmm. And, and treat them like they're gold. Treat them like they're the most important thing. And what happens is they all go find 50 people for you. The universe brings that to you. And all of a sudden you got 50 people and you're like, how did that happen? Well, you took care of the the current staff you had. You took care of your organization. And then you took care of your current clients. And they see the genuine love that you have for what you do and what you want to see them do and how you want to see them progress. In my business of investing, people want to see results. Well, sometimes when you have... No results cuz the markets are all over the place. What else can you do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Engage with them. Talk to them about what fears they have. What is their anxiety? What causes them to stay up at night? You know, what are they worried about? How are you holding up during this COVID period? You know, and you add, and then and then you shut up and you listen. And people give you some of the most beautiful stories. And some of them can be pretty pretty tough, you know. They could say I just got diagnosed with cancer. You wouldn't have a clue. Because you didn't sit down for two seconds other than recommend this investment portfolio and let's get this deal done and let's move on. But when you ask them, and when I started asking them, I get emails back that say, thank you so much for that conversation. That was probably one of the best conversations I've had with someone or best conversations I've had with the professional. Thank you for caring. Oh, by the way, I would love you to meet my, my daughter or my sister. She's having issues with her investment professional. Would you like to talk to them? There it is. I didn't have to ask. All I did is I made it about them, and then I and then I shared something about me. If they deal with anxiety, I explained to them I have had anxiety in my life, depression. This is the things I've done. So,
0: this is amazing advice and suggestions, and especially for this day and age when everything is so self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are denying. Uh, relationships and connection. And through COVID, we were asked to be isolated. We were asked to be away. We were asked to disconnect. And, you know, Ray and I have a certain belief system. And in the evil side of our life, the dark side of our life says, sit over there and you don't become. And if you go come over here to the light, you know, and be vibrant and be energetic and connect and relate Um, we become, you know, and so again, I just love these um, suggestions and advice that you're giving to this day and age and also this generation because everyone wants it quick. They want the magic pill and they don't want to work for it, you know, and for you to actually spend time with clients that I imagine that you've had for 20 years and then all of a sudden turn your page and realize that, whoa, these people are not just a number. They're not. Whoa, these people are not just money. These people are humans with a spirit and soul that I have been neglecting for um, how long? Because also, Ray, give yourself some grace, but you weren't in the best spot either. No.
1: And, we, when, and when you're not in the best spot, and I think a lot of us have our own traumas, burdens, mental challenges, mental obstacles, and you're out there in the workforce, and let's say you went to school, got a good degree and you, you're succeeding and you're doing well, you look back 20 years and you go, or in my case, almost 30 years now, my business, 30 years basically, um, and you realize you have this empty feeling. Something's missing. And you start to look back, well, what is it? For me, it was know thyself, peel back the layers. It's almost, if you want to be selfish, be selfish in peeling back the layers to get yourself in a good place, because when you do that, at least for me, it was I started to have this un uh, this this desire or this this yearning to make connections with people
0: because we missed out mm-hmm. for so long. You know, I I remember this one girl said, actually, a traitor, Ray. Mm-hmm. She goes, "You're the one of the most amazing women I've ever met." But you are also one of the most unapproachable women I've ever met because you strive for perfection.
1: I've heard that many times.
0: And when you strive I mean. for perfection, you're unapproachable. And, and, and then I realized, I'm like, my mask was so strong, Ashley, that I was I was deviating and detouring to even face myself in the mirror. That's how insecure I was. That's how broken I was. That's how traumatized I was you know and when you in the, when you're in that place and this is where we're going to go with project you right now you feel alone and 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 I got to tell you you and I both know and um for those that don't know we have a Lindsay Harry Ray's assistant um she's a great she's a great wonderful human with awesome energy so thank you for being with us today um but when you we've all heard this is you could have a million dollars and you are not happy well and you gotta know all these people, right?
1: Cammy, I my goal was to make a million. Yeah. And to have a million.
0: Oh, and you were the million and also unhappy. And did you feel alone? Like no one else was there I, with you?
1: I made I made it. And yet there was no joy. Maybe I used some of that money to go buy myself a nice car. Well, or a car that's unique and different. A little therapy. But yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) it it still, it still didn't make me any happier. Uh, Mm. It might have for the moment. I truly believe that happiness is sometimes very difficult to achieve on a consistent basis. Because happiness is a result of something good that happens to you at that moment. You have a child, you're happy that, you know, he's healthy and he's there. You get a car, you get a new house. But then, over time, you got to deal with life and the things that life throws at you. Joy, however, is different. Joy is when you truly have love and kindness and compassion, not only for yourself, but for others. And when you do have failures, which we do all the time, or maybe someone approaches you incorrectly, or someone gives you negative feedback, or whatever it is, or you make a mistake or a client gets upset, you take a step back and you're able to reflect. And sometimes my reflection is in silence, away from everything, not on social media, in a room, in my bedroom sometimes, I have a sitting area where I sit, and I go, okay, what does this mean? And, you know, we have a gut instinct. You know, you know some of us may say the Holy Spirit, if you're, if you're religious. Others may say, you know, the universe. Whatever that is for you, sit in that silence. And if you're emotional about it, take some time for you so that you don't end up coming back into the situation and doing things, something that you probably shouldn't be doing, right? And then exa- exaggerating or making that problem, even magnifying that problem even worse because you let your emotions get the best of you. But that's kind of where what I do. And now when I have a failure is I take I take it as what an amazing learning experience it could be. And when you do that, you, you you tend to take bits and pieces from it and use your emotions for a good thing. If you're if you're angry, recognize that you're angry. Okay, I'm angry.
0: And be angry.
1: Yes, let your emotions happen.
0: And, I, and that's something too, I, I kind of want to intervene on you, but um, I've noticed over the course of time through also having my personal coach also through therapy. And, and for anyone that's listening to Project You right now, you know, you got people like Ray out there that literally are the highest... Pinnacle of 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 success when it comes to finances, right? Um, and and when when you are in a position in life, and you also come from a very old school uh, traditional lifestyle, uh, meaning our moms and our dads and our grandparents and the influence that they had, um, therapy is not cool. Therapy is not manly. Therapy is very femme, and it's very daunting for some alphas, you know. Um, but even for me, as the woman that I played, um, or the, the, the role that I played was more alpha than feminine. And it was off limits to me because it, show, it showed my weakness. So we are here today to ask you to act, actually ask you to lead into the int, intuitive thoughts right now that you have is, I need help. You do need help. And it is it is time to reach out and get the help that you need because happiness is something that Ray and I, Sought after, which is also the life of perfection. So, if I could look at an eight by ten sheet of life, right, it just said happiness, it said awesome, it said that not all the stamps that I put on it. And I forgot that, um, what's that, uh, Disney show? It's all the emotions inside out, inside out, yeah, okay. And, 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 and it's, it's very revealing because, you know, you're speaking to these kids and they know the parents are watching, right? And the anger feel anger, mm-hmm. the sadness feel sadness, the happiness feel happiness, depression, feel depression, whatever. But it is to feel and then to recognize and then to move on. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to reflect and be like, Oh, that's that. That's that. That's that. Opposed to it always being an eight by 10 sheet of fake paper that says happy. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it, you, you won't be able you to maintain that uh, ma- uh, mask. You can do it for years. And I did it for years. You know, I did it all my life, but there comes a point through stress and these really high energy emotions like anger, resentment, uh, um, you act out. And sometimes you act out in very unhealthy ways.
0: Or ways that you only know, which yes. Ray will start to uh, dabble into this as well, is knowing only what you know, which mm-hmm. was chaos. Absolutely. Or some other people, don't we all know, the, the very patient humans, <laughs> they're like parents were Buddhas, you know? Right. And, and that's all they know. That's, that's the way that they live their life. Right. So what do you do with something so um, chaotic in your life and that's all you know?
1: For me, I had to lose my family, my kids, my three children who I love and love dearly, lose my spouse, to look in the mirror and say, you have to find a way to deal with what's inside you. Uh, the anger, the pain, the suffering. And so I took a leap of faith and sometimes it takes a leap of faith. That leap of faith could be, again to your point, I went through an inpatient therapy for 45 days to have every layer be peeled back to know who the real Ray G is.
0: Okay. Okay. I hear I'm getting it now. (laughs) People ask me all the time, what is Ray doing? What's this real, real Ray underscore Ray G on, on Instagram. Right. And you just, you just said it. Mm -hmm. I was, I was someone that I didn't like. I was someone that I couldn't stand. I was someone that I, I couldn't even look in the mirror anymore. And you went, you, you admitted yourself into a 45 day therapy.
1: Yes, I did. And
0: to find the real Ray. Right,
1: the real Ray. Because the Ray that was around for 40-something years wasn't the real Ray. And I I challenge everybody and to find the real you, who you are, and to go back to the, uh, even if it means going back to your childhood experiences or to go back to what caused some of your trauma, because we are a products of our environment, and you could have the best person, the best individual, and, you know, taking point, you know, my, to prove my point, you, know, you look at our military folks. I have, I have friends who are Navy SEALs, Team Six. These guys are the baddest dudes in the world, yet they come back from some of those missions or after they're done, and they need the most mental help. Why? Because of the trauma that they experienced in war. Well, we also, as individuals, when we w- when we are growing up, we experience a form of war. Meaning, you're going to face trauma, and that trauma can change you significantly. Cami, for me, it was the physical abuse, the severe physical abuse, and it was the sexual abuse.
0: When you were a child. When
1: I was a child. I started at three or four years of age. Yeah. Imagine the child...
0: And shame and embarrassment Mm -hmm. um, uh, kept you from sharing truth of what was happening. Absolutely. So
1: then you hide. You then you you hide from yourself. Yeah. Um,
0: Because you know it's wrong.
1: You're doing wrong, but you still have done it. And and then not only that, you know it it, it, it's been done to you. I mean, these people were ten. 15 years older than me, right? I'm three, four, five years of age, and I don't know any better. I just know that it was it was imprinted in my head. Then, of course, the physical abuse makes you angry, you know, that you got hit, and not once, but many times, and where you bled at times. And I could either continue down this path of being angry and resentful and create continue to create chaos around me, never bond with anybody, continue to build on my practice and be successful at it because I was driven. Um, I had ambition, ambition to prove to everybody that I could be successful. I could make millions of dollars or I could do this. I could choose to dig deep and peel the layers back and understand that pain and really talk about it. And in my talking about it, this is a selfish portion and talking about it, whether it's here with you today or my speeches that I give, and you heal. And then in that healing process, you start to develop self-worth, self-love. You start to understand how beautiful this world is. You become mindful, present. But more importantly, you wanna give this love, compassion, and kindness to everyone. No matter if people treat you bad. When I do get treated bad, you know, sometimes i do kind of revert to my old self where i was aggressive i was a guy you said something to me i pull you out of your car smack you around as an adult i did that uh playing on the basketball court if somebody bumped me touched me you know i was going to go at him and for most people i was a shock how could an adult do that for me it was like uh, you know what i i'm going to take care of business today i take care of a little boy and that's little Ray G or the little real, and he's a real person and so um, he is the one I protect we all have an inner child that potentially something got done to him and so that's who I protect In the process of protecting that child I set my boundaries I set uh, what I, who, who, I'm going to, who I'm going to be with who I'm not going to be with and if I have to make a choice of who I'm not going to be with it's because I want they're not positive in my life I can help them and guide them and give them my feedback if they ask, but I'm gonna surround myself by great people. That's being able to take care of that inner child, right? But also as an adult, you know, you wanna be able to surround yourself with some of the best people, the smartest people. So in this journey of finding out who I was, spending time in therapy, and then once I spent time in therapy, I didn't. it wasn't like I had 45 days in therapy and I healed. It's been a process of another three or four years of continuing to work on me you know doing this podcast is is part of that process right and so I will continue this Uh, I will continue to work on me continue to self reflect but I learned to meditate also as well I've learned to uh, take time for me self care and self care is not sitting there and going on social media or, or reading business articles it's something that I truly can gain peace from
0: right I love again what you're saying because this is uh the turn of the world right now I don't know uh what's in the air but it's it's in the water it's in the air and people are coming out you know and I think it started kind of with the me too movement a little bit because you know there was so much hidden hidden um pain and then that one person comes out and then you realize oh my gosh that You know, and then, and then we've just like, you know, flipped this lid and really what I've got from it and listening to it just reiterated that we all, like you said, have this inner child that we are learning from. We are healing her or him. We are caring for them. We, we, we're impressing them now. Um, But also in the big scheme of things, we are reparenting them. So when I listen to you and I, and I hear you, like you were kicking and screaming as an adult, that's because you were kicking and screaming then, and you know, nothing different and you didn't do anything different to change mm-hmm. that child there. Just like narcissists. We all, I swear my life this is my belief. I think we all come out of the womb. And we're just like a being of selfishness, like I need food, I need love, I need care, and I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Because as a mother, right, we are there to nurture and give that baby food, warmth, and love. Mm -hmm. So when we overdraw on that, and then that's all we do, and all we give, and all we give, I believe, because we're crazy human beings, you know, um... There's like 35-year-olds still living in, in mom and dad's house, right? We can't, we can't get rid of these kids anymore. And like what whales and other species, they lose their kids after three days. Like, bye, honey. <laughs> Find a way. But anyways, my point is, it's like, here we are building these selfish human beings and we continue to give to them, give to them. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're grown up and they're acting the same way that they did when they were young. No wonder we have narcissists that they don't care about other emotions and our things. is all they All they know is this. That's right. So, when I think about the inner child, whether whatever you know, whatever thing that we're overcoming, we need to realize collectively and also individually that we are reparenting ourselves. And so when I listen to you and you say, okay, I'm kicking and screaming over here, I'm gonna pull this car out the car this guy out of the car, or I'm gonna bump this guy and knock him out and act like a child, like that is not that is not good behavior and behavior that we need to be uh, doing as an adult. So that is the first sign as an adult, and I'm gonna give 20 years and older as an adult to realize that your behavior is off you need to change something. Yes. And we need to advise other people to do this. And this is if you want to be successful, you need to be successful in all pillars of your life. That's which great. is what you've tapped into.
1: That's exactly it. So I was successful from a financial standpoint. I didn't have to worry anymore or I don't have to worry anymore about money, which is a good feeling to be, to have. But again, like I said, it's an empty feeling because now I have these things and whether it's a nice house, a nice car, a boat, um, doesn't give me fulfillment. Actually, the best fulfillment is doing this um, and really helping a person or helping people in general. I didn't know... That I would be able to do this. In fact, I didn't think I was capable, Cammy.
0: Well, and that's also why because old Ray existed. Mm-hmm. Old Ray was hurt and broken and angry and sad. You know, so as you blossomed and discovered self, which we advise every single person to 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 strategize, mm-hmm. to problem solve, find a way to to break out of the shell because this girl. Right? That little girl, that little boy is screaming mm-hmm. to live a vivacious life.
1: So in the moments of silence, this is when I heard, you're going to talk about your story. Um, it's that inner voice that I heard uh, clear, uh, crystal clear. And my response, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do this. And it was easy. It was a, some people say it might be a thought. And that thought then leave. And here I am with an amazing practice, amazing staff, amazing clients. And I have this thing in my head that you're going to talk about. And I'm still not completely at the time where I feel like I'm completely healed. there, Or like, it's, hey, I did all this work and now I feel 100 times better, right? And so now I'm golden. Even today, I feel like there's so much more room for evolution in my life and improvement and growth. So I'm like, I... I who am I to go tell people how to live their life? And, and and partly because I don't want my clients to know who I am. But I had already made a transition in my life that I was going to connect with them and ask them important questions like, who are they? And what are, what are, what makes them who they are? By simply asking questions like, you know, how, how are you holding up? You know, are you healthy? Are you, you know, what are you doing for... Uh, recreational activities uh oh yeah you know, do you have a love for animals i mean questions that and then that are open-ended but people start to give you information i mean I, i've asked people like you know uh do you have any dogs and that conversation started too that they were dog lovers for all their life and they tell you about three or four of their dogs and with well, the journeys that they've been on you know, and, uh, and and adopting puppies and and things of that nature. And now you get to remember that person with something that they really have a passion for. So you know what happens when, I, when it's their birthday? I get them a picture, maybe a, a cup with their type of dog on it and say, happy birthday. That to them is much more authentic and genuine than simply sending them a birthday card, have a great birthday. I write, on my, I handwrite all my birthday cards and I say certain things about that particular client that I know. I hope, you know, you're having a great time with your lab on your birthday and hope, you know, because they know that I'm now interested in who they are. But in that process of being interested in who they are, it's because I became interested in knowing who the real Ray is. And as I, I learned about me, I realized there's three pillars that I focused on in my moments of silence. And they became physical fitness, mental fitness and financial fitness.
0: Ray, I'm going to interrupt you when you're talking about physical fitness, mental fitness and financial fitness. Um, you're talking about a very well-rounded human. Yes. Um, I would also put spirituality in there. There's yes. gotta be something out there that, 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 that gives you, um, an understanding that there's more than just you in this life. Mm-hmm. What did our mom say? This world doesn't revolve around you, Cammy. Yes, yes right. I know mom. Um, but within those three pillars of life, I just want to dart this out to everyone that's listening right now. Ray and I understand that what is missing in all three pillars that you just shared, and I know that you'll get a little deeper on this, and maybe this might be the next episode that we go into, but love and hope are neglected. Mm -hmm. And when love and hope are neglected, that's when we are not becoming our best self. That's when we're not discovering our best self. And when, when, when that's on the table, um, that hurts. Yes. Right. And so when I'm listening to you and you're, you have a little bit more of a touch and a different approach with clients, that's because you are giving them love. And I promise you, Ray, I'm in a, I'm in a whole different industry, but at the end of the day, we are in the service industry. We are. Okay, And what I've noticed, just as you, is that, yes, people need advice financially. People need advice uh, physically and you know on a wellness level. But what they're really, really missing, probably at home, just like we were, they're missing love.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the mental fitness that yes. I'm going to talk about. Yep. So when I started to put this together, my hesitation was, is it now I've been, my inner voice is telling me, or my higher power, you need to share your story. And I didn't want to share my chaos, my turmoil, uh, my tumultuous life, and how I've had more failures than I've had success. So I found that people could resonate with, with me much better if I shared a story about me than if I didn't, uh, if I just simply gave him a 10 step approach. Or I mean that's like going to math class or you know or or any other class business class and going here's a five or six things you need to do and this you know I just I didn't feel like that would keep people's attention, but I also hesitated to take off that mask. So in the process of taking off my mask and developing these three pillars, that uh, I started with what happened to me, the physical component, the physical fitness was the one that was. Instrumental in me being able to feel strong again, healthy again. So that's one. The second one was the mental fitness. That's where the spiritual component comes in. I learned to meditate. I learned to um, uh, have self-love. The therapy is a big one. In therapy, I learned how to peel back all the layers and uncover who I am. I learned about being mindful and present. I used to eat my food so fast that I didn't even taste it. They had to teach me how to eat and describe the texture of everything I was put in my mouth, to be present. Some of the best athletes in the world, the reason they're the best athletes in the world, we talk about Michael Jordan, I mentioned Tom Brady, they're the most present human beings. And if you talk to the people around them, they're even more present in the highest pressured moment. So um, I would say to you that that, that area of working on my mental uh, uh, or my mind allowed me to start to develop a mind that's strong and it's fit. And of course the financial fitness, you got to take care of you. You got to do things to be able to put money away from for yourself so that you're not stressed out or anxious about what you're doing.
0: I love it. Hey, I have a question for you right now as we kind of rock off the 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 emotional side of things you you just perked my interest and curiosity and i know that project you audience is going to love this but as a wealth manager um for all these people in your life is there a few tips that you can give project you audience um on behalf of saving or you know this pillar that you call financial fitness like what are what are some um things that you could give advice to?
1: Great question. I had a young man today come into my office. He graduated from John Hopkins University uh, with a master's degree. And so the young man sat down with me. He's 26, 27 years of age. And he's like, I'm gonna be making over 100,000. What do I do with that money? How do I, where do I start? And I said, the first place to start is your retirement plans that your employer provides you being able to take a certain percentage from your uh, account or excuse me, from your paycheck and putting it into your retirement account is the best place to start because you don't see it. It just comes out automatically. In many cases, it comes out pre-tax because it's a pre-tax contribution. The second thing that I always tell people is have about six months in reserves of your adjusted gross income. So if you make 100,000, maybe 50,000 is what you put in savings. Why? Because if you lose your job or...
0: COVID happens again. COVID happens again.
1: <laughs> or there's an emergency. Yeah. You have a savings in there. And and then the last thing that you can do once you get the retirement, uh, your retirement plan, if you don't have a retirement plan, then you, you find one where you can open up an individual retirement account where you can fund, you know, every single year. Uh, and then the last thing is once, you've, once you maximize those two then you can um, start putting money into an investment account where you can buy various types of investments from stocks, mutual funds, bonds, things of that nature.
0: I love it. What great advice. And
1: that's, um, and that's part of the financial fitness, isn't it? Yeah. If, if all that seems daunting to you because you understand the investment world, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and uh, putting together an investment portfolio, you start by putting money away from you in okay. your savings. account in your savings. Everybody knows what a checking account or a money market account is, or a savings account is. And then everybody who works for an employer, most of them have employer-sponsored retirement plans. Those are the first two places. Then you, then if you need additional help, then I'd say the third one, call up a financial planner or call a wealth manager. You know, it's no different than if you want to get in better shape and see results, they hire you, Cami. Yeah. People can go to the gym and pay 10 bucks now at a gym and have access to all the equipment in the world. But I go to Cami's place because I want you and your people to train me to see results and hold me accountable. That's right. I mean, otherwise, you see everybody walking around. Right.
0: I just, I was kind of putting this together. uh, As I, if I have a bank account open, that's kind of like me paying my $10 to just be in a public gym.
1: Yes.
0: It's the ground level, easy level. Um, I'm not getting coached. I'm not getting advised. There's no suggestions. There's no goal setting. There's no accountability. But I got my bank account open and I'm going to the gym. Uh, And when when I hear you say these top three things that you advise um, from, from your industry, that seems kind of hard. That seems like work, mm-hmm. you know, and just like I have my top three things to, to share, um, on what to do with basic health, you know, and people are like, oh, I don't have the time, I don't do this. And so it's excuse, excuses across the board. And that's what I, I hope people get from listening to your voice, um, and hearing you out is that it's going to be a hard journey.
1: Anything in those three pillars is difficult. Even in building wealth can be difficult. But here's the thing, the beautiful thing I see with people is that we're all capable of learning. And we talked earlier about surrounding yourself with good people. Find someone, a good friend, hey, what have you done to build your finances? You know, the biggest killer of wealth is also leverage, debt, a lot of people carry way too much debt. And then next thing you know, you become almost an imprisoned To that credit card or Mm -hmm. that debt burden, and now you can't even save because you went and spent money on credit that you didn't have. That's right. And so, how can you be fit there? So, you want to be able to get if if you have debt, I would try to get that paid off as quick as possible, especially with rates continuing to go up, and get that taken care of, and then start putting money away for you. Because remember, this is about you. This is where you got to be a little selfish. You got to take care of you so that at the end of the day, you will take care of the people around you, right? Because when you... I
0: think we've heard that on the plane a thousand times, yes. right? When the stewardess comes on and she's like, please put on the ma- oxygen mask uh, first, mm-hmm. opposed to your kids. And then as a mother, I'm always like, no, 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 Chopper and Bodhi first, you know, but Chick, if you pass out and die, you can't help your kids.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And, and and I'm not kidding you. Before COVID, it was about three years ago. I got on the plane and it was like this aha moment. And I looked at this stewardess. I can still see this blonde, beautiful woman. And I was like, holy crap! This is like the first time I've ever heard this. Because you know what happens is when people start to understand that they're not alone, that they're broken, that they're hurt, that they're angry. Da da da. They start to wake up, and it's like a it's like a drowsy wake up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know what? 37 years old I've been on a plate a thousand times but that chick that, that very moment when I was just peeking my eyes open and, and finding myself in this awakening mm-hmm. that made sense yeah. and now I want to apply that so focus now, on yourself so first
1: now, so now I can tell my story with conviction mm-hmm. uh, one because I've got been able to peel back the layers and do it uh, enough times and every single time there's there's things I can I get feedback and there's things I can even make better but it comes down to, to looking at, at not only yourself, but looking at, hey, the people around you, amazing things you can do. When you get those three pillars right, when you get your physical fitness right, you feel better about yourself, right? Because you're feeling like active. And it doesn't happen overnight, but even if you tried it for two months and you were consistent, you're gonna be better for your family. You're gonna be better maybe perhaps for your kids. You might, you might be better for your spouse, you're going to have this this energy about you that's going to be so much better. You're not going to feel as bad, and, and you're probably not going to beat yourself up. The other thing that happens as you as you really really become focused on, on your on your fitness to to get better is that you're going to make better health choices mm-hmm. because you want to be able to have your body recuperate and and and, and handle those workouts in at a much better in a much better way. And so you're going to make much better health choices. You're probably not going to drink as much if you, you know, if you, if you're, you like your alcohol. You're going to try to minimize that. I found myself doing that because tomorrow I'm going to be in the gym at five in the morning, so I better not drink too much tonight, right? right. So you're making better choices for your body. You're basically doing this. It's like you're putting, you know, money into yourself. The the mental component. Small investment. It's a small investment. That's exactly right. And the, and, the, and the mental component is this is the one where it's, it becomes a... This is the hardest one. Everybody can go hire a, a trainer and you know have them push them. And we, we see that all the time. But it's the mental component that sometimes will cause you to have breakdowns again, over and over and over again. So that's why I spent a lot of time understanding my brain. I've spent a lot of time analyzing... Um, how our brains work and where uh, sometimes our behavior comes from, whether it be emotional, anxiety, depression. To understand, I, I like to understand it. So I said, I, wanted to be, I want to be good at this and I want to be able to help people when they have mental challenges or blocks. When you have anxiety or depression, we saw that a lot in COVID, what do you do? Well, the fitness will help you with that, some of that anxiety and depression. Isn't that how funny that works? The fitness, as I got better in shape, my anxiety started to diminish significantly and so did my depression. And studies have shown that that does help significantly. So, why is it that we don't do it? Well, we don't do it because we're tired, our body hurts, you know, we've had a long day at work. But again, to your point, if you invest in you, meaning put the mask on yourself and then you can put it on your kids, you're gonna be better for everybody around. So, now you're in a right mental frame of mind, you're gonna start attracting people to you, and it's gonna to come to you where you least expect it, right? And then you surrender some of those burdens. If you're spiritual, I surrender them to God. To God, it's in, it's in your hands. And in those moments of silence is where I self-reflect and say, okay, I didn't act too well here. I messed up here, I messed up there. Show yourself grace and mercy. If you do that, you're gonna to start to see results happening in your life by the people that start to approach you and come to you. And then the last one is the financial fitness. Is educate yourself a little bit. Pick up a book on stocks and bonds, mutual funds, and it doesn't have to. Be, you can do one on, you know, investing for dummies. We see them at, you know, in Amazon or, you know, anything simple. You don't have to. Here's the deal. The beautiful thing about this, you don't have to know the X's and O's and every every piece of information on investing. What you have to know is that if you put money into a certain class of investments, and you can do it on a consistent basis and you understand the risk over, you know, of that investment, and that risk meets your personality, that over time, you're gonna make money. And what if I told you that if you started, like this young man, I told him, I said, if you put away into your retirement plan, you took a percentage, let's say we took 10 to 20%, and you have $2.5 million built at the age of 30, 55, so 30 years later, how does that make you feel? He goes, well, that's pretty cool. You go, yeah, it is pretty cool because now you can take 5% for every million dollars and that's $50,000 worth of income. And if Social Security is there or you have a pension, that can supplement that. So pretty soon you're in your 50s and 60s with a three, $4 million portfolio, not because you were the most brilliant person in the world, but because you started to put your money into a program provided by your employer or you invested in a couple of mutual funds that were awesome, well-diversified, And they've been giving you seven, eight, nine, 10% over a 10, 15 year period on average per year. Financially fit you become. And what did all these things do for you? Not only did they help you have a better frame of mind, they gave you conviction and confidence in, 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 in you, but guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna be a better person for everybody around you. And today for me, i live on the love compassion and kindness that's kind of what i focus on you know i'll leave it, i'll leave this thought for the listeners you you, you really become what you think my focus in before was to crush it to kill it get those 50 clients i i didn't care if i ran anybody over to get them i didn't care about it you know anything but me i was i was robotic about everything today I think that we have so much to give to the world. We have so much to to give to people around us. I look at someone and I see beauty in them, no matter if they acted out, because there is beauty in them. And as a result, I, I used to say I wanted a practice where people would line up to come and invest with me. Well, sometimes be careful what you wish for, because remember I said, we become our thoughts. I can't even keep up. I have people coming from all areas, all walks of life who want me to help them with their investments. You know what, if I had a number of 50, I'd hit it. Just by simply being genuine, authentic, loving, kind, compassionate, interested in people's lives, talking about it in some of the most uh, kind of embarrassing moments for me. I mean, I'm talking in front of 300 people at an audience that we did about, uh, it was an event uh, about uh, six months ago. And yeah, I had people come to me and go, Oh my God, thank you for sharing. This was really touching. How amazing and how strong are you? And the and, and inside of me, I, I want to just collapse. But I know that I can take that road of collapsing, putting that back, mask back on, or I can keep that mask off and be the real Ray G. Love and help not just one, but thousands and potentially hundreds of thousands. My mother said one, one thing one day to me, and it, and it made me really emotional. She says, son, I had a vision. She's very religious. And so when she tells me things, I sometimes goes in one ear and out the other. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. She says, but I picture you speaking in the stadium. And there was a word in Spanish that she used that I didn't recognize, it was stadium. I had to look it up, stadium. And I'm in the stadium not too long ago in New Orleans. And I just thought, I could never do that. How can I do that? I speak to tens of thousands of people. What am I gonna tell how messed up I am? So I just leave it at the I leave it, I leave it here that I'm just gonna continue on this journey wherever it leads me, with no expectations other than to help one person at a time.
0: Yeah, I love it. And congratulations on waking up and congratulations on having courage and and not putting yourself in the corner and hiding like you did your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a strong man, right? <laughs> it takes a strong woman to do what you're doing. And really, Ray, um, not everyone understands you. No. Right? And that's okay. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is the old Ray the old Cami, the old you, whoever's listening right now, the one that was angry and sad and all the negative things in life, um, and, you, and you have found this newer self of change, what is your advice on dealing with someone that remembers the old Ray and how you treated them and how you ran them over? And, and because, because I I mean, I've heard it in, in my time too. It's like, I remember this Um, and, and, and I'll let you answer and then I'll plug in.
1: Um, Sometimes you feel like you need to justify yourself or like, you need to explain? And I've done it before and I don't know if that's the best approach because now you're you're trying to explain to someone who you are today and it almost takes the authenticity away from it. The best way to do it, if you have to make amends, make amends and apologize. But the best way to do it is by being the real you around that person right. and being loving and compassionate. And there's nothing that you need to say other than love that person and treat that person with the utmost respect. If that person sees the smile and the joy that you have, they may come up to you and say, man, you're different. I've had that happen. You've really have changed. And that's when it gives you an opportunity to say, you know, we had friction in the past. Sorry for any pain I might've caused you. Um, But I'm glad I I am who I am today. And I'm glad that we're here talking together. And you leave it at that. Um, And I think people, Really appreciate that, but I used to find myself, and I still sometimes talking a little bit about who I am today. You don't have to talk about who you are today. You just have to express it through your actions. People will pick up on it, I and they'll that. see it. A, they'll see it a million miles away. They'll come to you and go, yeah. "Wow, you are different."
0: Yeah, and it's super attractive. You yes, know? and I think uh, I think what the most craziest thing that people can do, and I know that you and I know what this feeling is, is when you're trying to sell something. Um, I want to run. I want to run away from you. Like when I see those dudes coming up to my door, I'm like, uh-uh, oh, oh, I'm not home. <laughs> you know, and that's what I you could do with friends or acquaintance, acquaintances and all that too. Um, so we are at the end of our podcast, Ray. And the one thing that I wanted to do and, and how I thought to end this was I had the opportunity of hearing Ray speak at the Rotary, Rotary Club. It was about two or three weeks ago. That's correct. And what an amazing speech. What an amazing time um, that I had there in my experience. And I thought that it was, again, everyone got to hear a small portion of your story. I'm here on Project U, episode 118. However, the the organization that you were working with with that day was the Rotary Club. And the first thing that they had said on the front side of this meeting was the way that they um, want to live their life, the way that they want to live collectively together, and they know if they live that that way and that they have something to stand for, then they can express that to their outer shell, and maybe that could be attracted back in. And Ray and I just talked about this before we got on uh, the mic. Is if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing, mm-hmm. and at some point, you got to stand for something. <laughs> And the Rotary Club stands for the four-way test. Mm -hmm. Do you know about the four-way test? I do. Of course course you do. But the four-way test is of the things we think, say, or do. And I thought, what an amazing thing that we can give to our audience today. And the number one is it truth. And I know that, Ray, everything that you've said today is in truth. Um, it is authentic and it is, you know, at moments, very disheartening that you're saying this, like I heard you, I just want to crawl in this hole. I don't want to do this, you know, but it's, it's very courageous. And because you speak your truth, you give hope to other people that they are not alone. Right. Right. And that they can also become their better self. That's correct. Even if you were a jerk, angry, cheater, liar. That's
1: right.
0: Right. Right. Is it truthful? Number two, is it fair to all concerned, right? Um, to be vindictive, to be manipulative, to be a narcissist, which is to care about no one else other than yourself, does is not fair to everyone else around you. That's right. So the Rotary Club, I'm also, I'm right out the gate, Ray. I'm like, ah, oh, I won the lottery. I came to the best hour that I needed to because literally the four-way test. Number three, will it build goodwill and better friendships? Mm-hmm. Because of your truth, because that you are being fair now, um, you have opened the gate, opened the door to goodwill and better friendships and relationships and connections. That's exactly correct. And number four, will it be beneficial to all concerned because you were truthful, because you were fair, and because you had the outreach and maybe the opportunity and um, the ambition to build relationships, will it will it be beneficial to all of us? And I think that I can answer for the audience right now, yes, because you were, for the past one hour and two minutes, the real raid. Eight, or the real Ray G real the real underscore Ray G I got it you guys I finally got it you got to look him up on Instagram the real underscore Ray G um this has benefited me and so I can only imagine what it's done to everyone else thank you so much Ray for being here today um uh, thank you so much for Project U and the audience that is growing and growing and growing every single day because of you guys um, sharing this link, because of you guys um, and emailing me back and, and, and getting in touch with people like Ray and people like myself, um, we know that we are borrowed. We know that we are vessels. We know that we are not perfect. And, and, and when you sit in a chair of being borrowed, you know that there's so much more to life than just yourself. So um, we, we think the best for you. We wish the well best for you. And we pray the best for you. Right? thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I really loved it. And hopefully we can get another episode with you diving deeper with the wealth manager and um, getting some more insight on what to do with our re- retirement plans. And also, I'm really interested in the other three pillars that you talk about, physical and mental. Maybe we can dive in a little bit more next time.
1: Definitely. Cool. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. All right, you guys. Until next time, see you later. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.